When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. So... Did you do all that fall shit this weekend? I did. I did some fall shit. I did some fall shit that was fun, yes. And then it like those that moment of like I had to put away all my my outdoor stuff, you know, just some of the stuff. But it was still kind of uh, sad to put the that patio away. furniture has been retired for that, six months. Yeah, I figure it's probably not going to get used. We kept a couple things out there just in case because you never really know here in Canada what's going to hit you or not hit you. So a couple of things are accessible. We'll put it that way. But yeah, we did all that. And then we went to uh, Strom's. Great, great place. It's a, it's a lovely pumpkin patch spot. And there's games for the kids. A corn maze, a cedar maze, a rope maze. Every fucking maze you can imagine. And yeah, so that was a good time. Brought the whole family to that yesterday. Okay. Hey, that's good. I saw some of the pictures. It was Your girls are adorable. I hope you spoiled the shit out of them. I do. I do. I know you do. That's good. Uh, I did it was first weekend of fall, getting rid of your patio furniture. Fuck, you don't mess around, huh? I mean, I know. <laughs> I've always, go. I've always been ahead. Away. I've always been ahead of the game. I think you know me when it comes to that stuff. I just like, okay, winter tires are next. Let's fucking go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So a few of the meteorologist types that I follow on Twitter are already saying first or second week of October snowstorm in Southern Ontario. Apparently, the climate is setting up for that sort of thing, and it could be real. Uh, I did something very Ontario this weekend. I went out for dinner on the first weekend of vaccine passports in the province. Yeah. I was at a great place. It's called Jack's. It's downtown Oakville. Girlfriend and I were there, and and they told us, okay, yeah, yeah, we can get you a table. No problem, Scott, but... uh, you got to be out of here by seven o'clock because we're we're really stacking up the reservations here and we got to keep all the tables distanced and all that sort of shit. And I thought, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I can get dinner done in 90 minutes. That's no big deal. So I went in. Food was great, as always. They didn't ask me for my vaccine passport, which was weird. My girlfriend has hers on her phone. I printed mine as well as having it on my phone. They seated us and didn't even ask. When she came back with the water, she was like, sorry about this, but I need to see your passport. It was weird. Mm -hmm. It was kind of strange. I mean, right up there was getting asked for ID, but I don't get asked Mm -hmm. for ID either. In this case, you got to show them both. So I showed the server and everything was good. We sat down, nice bottle of wine, nice dinner, and we were on our way. Good. There, There was some people walking around downtown, though, that I overheard trying to find a patio because they did not have their passport with them. Right. They wanted to go out for dinner. They're fully vaxxed, but they couldn't go out because they forgot the paperwork. Yeah. Isn't it amazing? So for my my experience on that, I did flash mine for the first time over the weekend. I was at the mall with my daughter. She was hungry. I'm like, okay, no problem. So I'll get you something to eat. 
and we'll sit down at the food court. Well, in order to sit down at the food court, because going in the mall, no problem. Anyone can go in the mall. But if you want to sit down at the food court, you have to show that. And I sat right near where the security guard that was checking this information was. So first of all, uh, that's that's not at all fun because you are balancing a tray or something and you're attempting to show your ID and a passport on your phone at the Ah, same time. So not, not convenient. We'll put it that way, but whatever had to be done. But I was able to overhear a lot of the stuff happening and I, it surprised me because I figured everyone would, I know how, why would I figure everyone should be prepared for it? But they didn't really realize they just thought, Oh, I can go to the mall. So it's fine. I can eat there. Well, no, I mean, they have to abide by those those laws too. So they had the security guards there. I did overhear a couple of people, you know, swearing a bit under their breath. Nobody necessarily getting angry at this security guy in the mall. Like, thank God. But it was it was very interesting to see the amount of people who really like didn't get it. They were like, "Oh, I re- that really is happening." Like, would you think they were making it up? Of course, it's actually happening. And if you don't have it, you can't sit down. So there are people that were pretty pissed off um, that I saw going by. Um, other people who. We're pissed off in general. You could just tell about the whole thing, like looking at the sign going, oh, fuck this shit. Nah, nah. But uh, anyway, I, I didn't find it to be that big a deal aside from the inconvenience of having to whip out a phone and an ID while trying to juggle other things. But that's not the way it'll be when you go into a restaurant, for example. So it was okay. Um, you know, over the weekend, the Ontario government said because key public health indicators are stable, meaning we don't have nearly as many cases as they said we would. The guy, guys, the modeling was wrong again. Again, the modeling was wrong. And, and maybe that's just a credit to the restrictions that we still have in place. And there are a ton of them. Maybe it's just that this fourth wave was pronounced way too soon. Maybe the fourth wave is still to come. But right now, this is just a ripple. And it's kind of a joke, to be honest with you. Our cases remain low. Our active cases remain low. And we're now 80% fully vaccinated amongst the eligible Ontarians. So I guess it makes sense that they increase some of the capacity restrictions. This was basically a credit to the Blue Jays. The Blue Jays said, fuck Ontario. We've asked. We've asked them to please increase capacity because it's safe. And we got a playoff run coming up here. And so they just put the tickets on sale and said, well, if Doug says no, then we'll refund your money. Go ahead, Doug. Tell these people no. So the government was on the spot on Friday. They had to increase the capacity and they increased it more than I thought, which is good. Uh, Capacity limits at outdoor seated events is going up to 75% or 30,000 people. So that means BMO Field, Mm -hmm. Rogers Center, they can have 30,000 people there. Well, actually, I guess BMO would probably be about 15,000 because it only holds about 20. Uh, Same with Scotiabank Arena. They have an increased capacity as well because banquet halls, concert venues, sporting events, indoor cinemas, convention centers, racing venues, and film studios. Always the racing in the film studios with Doug. I don't know what his obsession is with those two fucking things, but they always seem to get included. Their capacity went up, but restaurants are still dealing with limited capacity. And I don't understand how 30,000 people is just as safe or more safe than a restaurant because I did it on Saturday. And I was looking around thinking, if everybody in here is vaccinated, and we know they are because they were checking, why the fuck are we wearing masks? I'm six feet away because the tables have to be distanced. Why are we wearing masks here just because I have to go pee? It was strange. Anytime I wanted to uh, go to the bathroom or ask the bartender to bring me another bottle of wine, that sort of shit. I had to put my mask on. And I thought, guys, come on. 
we got to progress a little bit here. And the capacity stuff is fine, but I, I really do think that they need to let restaurants go back to doing what they were doing if everyone inside is fully vaccinated. Let's, let's give vaccinations the respect they want us to have for them. They work. So if they work, let's stop fucking around. Uh, Perez Hilton is going to be on in a bit. Uh, he's going to call in at some point during the podcast. So like mid-segment, we might break away and talk to Perez. What, he's got a new gummy line, I think, that he wants to talk about. Is yeah, that right? I'm curious how he how he came to do this. But he does have a CBD gummy line that he's promoting because he, he says it's the best. He says it's the best and he's tried a bunch. So we have a lot of questions for him on, on that. And yes, of course... Um, we know Perez Hilton originally as being like the gossip queen. So we will ask him a couple of questions about what life is like for him now. It's so different, right, from 10 years ago uh, when it comes to celebrity world. I'll we'll ask about that. He, Oh, he also has a podcast, too. So I'm sure we'll get into that. Okay, good. Uh, so Perez is coming up. Denny's has introduced a game changer. They, they deserve a lot of credit because they have constantly been trying to get us to, to normalize having dessert after breakfast. And maybe this is what'll happen. Uh, Panookies are their new offering. Panookies is just such a fun fucking that word. Fun. Go ahead, say it with me, everyone. Panookie. Panookie. <laughs> it's not almost. You know what? It's almost so cute. It's kind of dirty. A little bit. Right? Panookie. Yeah, oh, you panookie. gave her a panookie. Oh, you must be getting serious. <laughs> what a great way to put it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are going well. I gave her a little panookie last night. <laughs> Love me a good panookie. <laughs> uh, Denny's panookies are pretty much what you can imagine. It's a dessert that combines the greatness of pancakes and cookies together. It comes in two different varieties. The cookie is chocolate chip. And then you can get the signature, which has salted caramel drizzled over it. Or the pecan panookie, which is a pecan pie sauce and glazed pecans instead of caramel. And then it comes topped with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. They say they're available for a limited time only. But again, I ask you, if it's good, why the fuck would we not keep doing it? It seems like it's pretty good. Don't tell me it's for a limited time. Just add it to the menu. <laughs> so hang on, though. In what scenario, what do you usually order when you go for breakfast? If you, you were sitting down at Denny's right now, what would you order for breakfast? I'm pretty basic when it comes to breakfast. I like it simple. I'm talking like two eggs over easy, toast, hash browns, bacon. Okay, that's so it. that to me, that's okay to order a panuki after because nothing there screams sweet. But what about the people who get like the, what is it, the the waffle stack? I don't know what, it, what the name is for it at Denny's. Everyone has their own names for these things. I know it's like Grand Slam at some places, whatever. Let's say you get the waffles and the or the pancakes, right? And they're just covered in syrup and whipped cream, and strawberries and blueberries. There's no way in hell after you finish your plate or as much of it as you can of that, that you're going, I could also go for a pancake cookie combo right now because that's what I'm craving now. No, there's no freaking way. But eggs, this is where I could see it is egg, omelet, maybe then you're craving sweet, and you go dessert for breakfast. Interesting. Hmm. I think it's a good idea. It's just a lot of fucking sugar. I mean, cookies and pancakes together. Guys, you're basically baking a cookie into a cake. And while that might be fine if it's your birthday, like a candle burning out the top of it or something, I don't know if this is what we should be doing every Sunday when we go for brunch or something like that. But to each their own. I'm not going to judge you because you decided to eat a cookie, pancake, and ice cream after you had a fucking waffle covered in syrup for breakfast. <laughs> I will judge. I will. 
I don't know. I like it. I still like it better as something filthy. Like I still, oh, I gotta get on, like ride that panuculator. Just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> Panuki. There should be a Panuki Street. I'd intentionally buy a house on that. Panuki Street. Panuki Place. <laughs> Panuki Place. Uh, oh, speaking of buying a house, I'm still trying, and God damn it, this real estate market is insane, Cat, yeah. There's houses that people are buying without even seeing them now because they couldn't get an appointment. They couldn't get into the open house because it was lined up out the door, and they're paying like $200,000 over asking. It's worse now than it was even a year ago when things were going crazy. Certain areas are just fucked up. It's hard. It's hard, though, to get a house. Uh, new topic. This is a thread from Reddit. You ever seen somebody that was really, really hot, but then they opened their mouth and you realized, mm, <laughs> no, no, that's not going to work. I know exactly what you mean. And maybe it's a tone of voice, maybe, or a pitch, or maybe it's an accent that you're just like, no, thanks. Yeah, I get it. So this Reddit thread is all about the things that can take someone who's a perfect 10 and instantly drop them to a five. And most of the time, it's when they open their mouth. You could be the hottest thing walking God's green earth, but if you are arrogant, that is the number one way to get knocked from a 10 all the way down to a five. They say, if you are arrogant about your looks, get the fuck out of here. Mm. Number two is entitlement. So you're hot. You got yourself a date. You're thinking, yeah, this is going to be a good one for me. As soon as you say something like, do you know who you're talking to? Or do you know who my father is? Or something like that. You're nuked. You're done. Instantly from a 10 to a 5. This one is different, but I agree with it. Littering. One woman said she went on a date and it was going great until the guy tossed a Taco Bell wrapper out the window of his car. Oh, She ended it right there. No. Unattractive all of a sudden. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Agree. Who litters? Like, who are you? Stop. Like, Stop. how hard is it to put something in the garbage or just hang on to it until you're near a garbage again? Yeah. Yeah. Constantly talking over people gets really annoying really fast. And they say that's a good way to get knocked down. If you are rude or too demanding, especially if you are rude to hospitality staff. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I've been out with people who are not the nicest to the server yep. and it's a real turnoff. I yeah. hate that shit. Even as like a, even in a friend scenario, it really rubs me the wrong way. If they're like, oh, can you believe like, oh my God, I asked for this. Like, what are they doing? If they act like that about it, uh, it's, it's it, not good. Not good. Not a fan. They say if your only hobby is shopping or something superficial, you got knocked down from a 10 to a 5. Yeah. yeah, there's some people who are a 10. They know they're a 10 and they think, oh, this is just what I should do. I should be that shopper. N not necessarily. Well, they not, say it shouldn't be the core of who you are. It's not interesting is the other thing, too. Like, nobody cares about you talking about shopping. Like, who, who's caring about that? There's got to be something deeper to you. And if there's not and you seriously feel like that's your best trait, eh, maybe it's time to do some reflecting. Shoving politics or religion down people's throats, mm -hmm. especially if they obviously do not want to keep talking about it. Some people are interested in politics or interested in religion. You got to know your audience. 
They say if you have no sense of humor, doesn't matter how good looking you are, you have to laugh and make others laugh or your 10 goes to a five. Okay. I mean, I think we all agree you can be a 10 with a shitty personality. And humor has a lot to do with that, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would say so. Yeah. Poor hygiene. You look good, but you smell bad. Nope. Not happening. Mm-hmm. And finally, number 10. I'm here for this. If you're that loser who leaves your shopping cart in the middle of a parking lot, you just got knocked down. I'm very passionate about that one. In fact, I think it should be a charge. I think that there should be uh, bylaw officers at the superstore and Walmart. And the first time some dick leaves their car uh, or leaves their cart unattended in the middle of the parking lot because they were too lazy to take it back. Ding them, jam them, write them up a ticket. They say that's a good way to get knocked down. Uh, okay, so I see the flash. Uh, is that Perez, do you think? Yeah, it is. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to this because I don't want to keep him waiting. Hello, Perez. How are you? I'm good. I mean, uh, I, I've been talking to a lot of stations in the United States this morning about my new CBD product, but we can't ship to Canada. So, Well, we will get into the CBD gummies. Uh, our podcast actually has a lot of American listeners. So we do want to talk about your uh, CBD gummies in just a little bit, My True 10. And also, uh, we will talk about celebrity in just a sec and uh, your podcast, too. We have a lot of listeners in Canada. I'm not even just saying that. If, if anybody listening to me right now listens to my podcast, you'll know, you know, part of our show is taking calls every week. And every week we get at least one or two calls from Canada yeah. letting us know they're in Canada. So I'm truly thankful Aww. that I get to speak to some Canadians today and let oh. Canada know personally how much I appreciate them. <sighs> we we appreciate you, too. Um, I think you're a lot uh, a part of a lot of our uh, fondest memories. Uh, really, I remember going to your webpage, PerezHilton.com. And this was, by the way, back in the day, you might remember, when a webpage took a lot longer to, to load up and you'd get like a quarter at a time. <laughs> uh, yeah, anyway, so, so PerezHilton.com uh, was definitely a go-to and still is a go-to for, for a lot of people. But celebrity has changed through the years. I mean, now you have celebrities posting their own stuff in their own time on their own official accounts so we know it's legit. So how has that changed uh, for you, doing what you do? I think for me, it's only a good thing. For the paparazzi, however, that's been an awful thing because the price that they used to be able to get for these photos of celebrities has gone drastically down. You know, they could get a ton of money back in the day, and there used to be way more paparazzi here in Los Angeles than there are now. But for me, it's only good because... At the end of the day, I'm all about content. So the more content, the better, because then I get to choose the best of the best, you know? A lot of celebrity content on social media is lame, but then you have, you know, smartly, strategically, those Kardashians a couple of days ago releasing a scandalous photo shoot with Kourtney Kardashian and Megan Fox, and, oh, look at them, like, working this, like, the word what's the new term women who love women you know i think that's the term that they use or queer uh they're they're exploiting you know queerness but then again megan fox has identified as bisexual so i guess she can exploit herself (laughs) also promote and and sell kim kardashian's new shapewear line 
Right. Yeah. They keep people talking, you know, sex sells. A hundred percent, it does. So uh, in addition to our radio show, you're on After 9 as well. I, I want to ask you a little bit about the podcasting universe because, I mean, we're almost at a million downloads now. I mean, a lot of listeners. That's good. Oh, amazing. Why, thank you. Why do you think so many people are gravitating to the podcast world? Are they just sick of what they hear on the radio well, or is it just a little more accessible? Well, so the answer to the podcast question you know, I love it because I do so many different things on my website and across social media, and people are so busy. It's about sharing information as quickly as possible and easily digestible. You know, it's kind of like going to McDonald's. But for me and for many, a podcast is kind of like dining out at a really fancy restaurant with like a six-course meal. You know going in ahead of time that it's like drinking wine. You're going to savor the experience, and you really get to dig in and go in-depth on these topics, which I find really exciting because, you know, when we're talking about whatever the big story is that week, I have a lot of opinions and a lot of insight as well. Let's talk about your your. CBD gummies line. I'm curious what made you decide to go this route. It seems like everybody's either grabbing mobile phones or an alcohol company. You went a slightly different route here and you put your name behind my true 10. Well, I discovered this one particular CBD gummy because last year, as I would imagine most everybody else there as well, you know, Canada is not that far from us and going through similar things with the pandemic it was very challenging. You know, I've got three young children. They were homeschooling, and I was in a bad place. I put up an Instagram story telling, asking people if they wanted to send me some peanut brittle, and they did. And in three months' time, I gained 33 pounds. Stop. Not cute. Then I said, you know what? I've got to get it together. So I put up another Instagram story asking folks to send me some CBD because I had never tried CBD prior to last year. And it was great because I got a bunch of companies sending me CBD. I quickly realized that oils were not for me. They're disgusting. They taste bad. It's not like CBD oils. And CBD in the U.S. is still unregulated. So it's kind of like the wild, wild west. You never know what you're going to get with a gummy. Some of them, I'm like, I don't feel anything. I'm like, oh, whatever. Is this like a placebo effect? What's going on? Some of them were good. And then I found this one that was next level, like above and beyond any of the other CBD that I had tried last year. So I had my manager reach out to them and say, hey, we need to partner. We need to get this to the masses because this one really works. So we did that. We continued to actually fine-tune their manufacturing and their recipe and how it's made. And I'm so confident that it will help people like it helps me still. I take it every day. It's mytrue10.com. That's the website. They're water-soluble, which is different. And it's very affordable, just 10 bucks for MyTrue10, the mytrue10.com. Because mm-hmm. I'm, C- I'm OCD, I, I bought both spellings of the name, either the number <laughs> or spelled out, T-E-N. Okay. <laughs> so, ten dot com. I love that. Yeah, I'm looking at this. 10 calories, 2 grams of sugar, easy to digest, good flavor, which is so important. You're absolutely bang on when you say that because I've had some nasty shit. So, <laughs> I'm glad to see this one. Yeah. <laughs> this one seems really tasty and it looks pretty too, may I add. Oh, thank you. 
Why do you call it a dietary supplement? Because, like I said, it's not FDA approved yet. Got but it. We okay. are hoping that it is FDA approved. You know, if you see on our website under the What's Inside section, we have our lab results. We're a very transparent company. We're third-party tested, and it's all up there for people to, to see. Um, you know, there are so many benefits to CBD, but it's not been, you know, common and on the market for that long. And unlike the COVID vaccine, it could take a very long time to get things FDA approved. So <laughs> I learned a lot, not just about CBD, but also about the business side of CBD and, you know, the challenges that come with being in the CBD space. Like, I'm not allowed to make any claims. I can't right. say it yeah. will help you with this or it will help you with that. People, people that have taken it can say, oh, it's helped me with this and it's helped me with that. But because I'm co-owner, I'm not allowed to say that, which is why, a, a struggle. <laughs> for- why do you think that is, though? I mean, it's 2021. Here in Canada, cannabis is legal. You can buy it anywhere. CBD is legal, although similar situation. You can't make any claims. And everybody seems so hesitant, like, oh, my God, there's drugs. Why are we still such prudes about cannabis and CBD products in 2021? Why don't they just embrace what the rest of the public knows? Well, you know, THC is not for everybody. It's not for me. You know, I actually am one of those weird people that I have an adverse reaction to THC. It it does the opposite that it should. Like when I, like last year, I also got a CBD, a THC entire box. There's a, if, I don't know if they shipped to Canada, but there's a, there's a THC, there's a weed subscription box where every really? month they send you different weed products. And I got gifted that, and there were some THC gummies in there, and I took a half, not even a whole, and it made me paranoid. I, was, I thought I was like teleporting, like not fun or cute. So that's not for everybody, but our gummies are THC-free. It's just okay. All right. Well, Perez, thank you so much for joining us. Congratulations on uh, My True 10. Here's hoping one day maybe it will make its way to Canada. We'd love that. But for the American listeners, MyTrue10.com and, of course, PerezHilton.com. Yes. Thank you so much. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. That was a good call in. Yeah, that's that was good. good. He's great. You know, one thing that did come up there, though, I wish we had a little more time with him. Um, I really don't understand the stigma around things like CBD. I, I, I don't understand. I, I maybe how, how much more time do we really oh, need to man. study this? I mean, yeah. it would appear. And again, I can't make a claim either. And I don't even own a fucking CBD line. At what point are we going to say, obviously, People are enjoying health benefits from doing this, Mm -hmm. whether it's an improved sleep or injury recovery or whatever reason it is that you're taking CBD. If it works for you, I don't understand why we have to pretend like it's a drug 
Like we're still living in the fucking 80s where this is your brain. This is your brain on drugs. Well, pass on grass. That sort of shit. It's, Anything THC based or CBD based. I don't understand why there's a stigma around it. And he shouldn't have to live with that rule that he can't make any claims about it. And he's got to treat it like a fucking drug. Well, it's and there's such a big difference. Like here, here's what bothers me is you have a conversation about CBD. It's a completely different conversation than you have about THC. They're right. two completely different things. And yes, sure. in, a lo- in some cases, they're comboed up. But CBD is something so different. And I'll, my neighbor I'll throw out as a good example of exactly that. Just there's misconceptions there. And I offered him some CBD oil. And by the way, Perez mentioned it, it's true. CBD oil is like, they're not for me. They're kind of gross. But I said, they if are. you want to get started, you know, put it in, you know, something, you take a shot of it with something else, I suggest, uh, to get it down the pipe. But it might help you because having trouble sleeping and all these other things. Oh, no, because then I'll feel groggy the next day, I'm sure. Like, okay, no, you what won't. are you talking about? So people are really, I don't think they're well-educated on it. And probably that is because it was such uh, a no-no thing to talk about for a long time. And all of those things that you mentioned, it was, you know, put nobody talked about it. Nobody wanted to talk about it because they all thought, oh, this is bad. Drugs are bad. CBD, again, so different than THC. That said, THC, we know for some people that that helps them, maybe not as in the same ways that CBD would, but they are so different. They're so different. Um, and THC didn't work for him. So he went to CBD and that did. And, and I think that's great. I've always experienced great results from when I did CBD routines. But one thing that I did was I'll do it in little spurts. It's almost like vitamin D. I don't take vitamin D consistently every day. I'll do like two weeks of vitamin D every day and then I'm off it for like a couple of weeks. I'm the same way with CBD oil, but it's also getting a little expensive. Am I crazy or has the price creeped up a little bit lately? I don't even know if you've bought any recently. Maybe. And I know that there's a lot more competition and maybe that, that may or may not have something to do with it. But there's definitely a lot more competition, a lot more out in the market for CBD and well, THC now in Canada for that matter. But I wonder if you find that in that competitive nature. But when you find a good product, that's where it's worth worth spending a little more because there are some shit products. As we mentioned, there are some sure. really shitty products. I've had them, you know, and once you find the good stuff, you stick with the good stuff. And even if the price goes up for it, you're like, but it's good. I'm not going to suffer through this piece of shit. It, an edible, for example, that tastes like garbage when I can have this one that's smooth, this chocolate that's amazing and that'll make me feel good. So it's worth it. couple little things I want to touch on. First off, it was a great moment. Friday night out of nowhere, 15 minutes notice. Justin Trudeau announces to the media he will be doing a news conference at 845. I think if you're a reporter for the Ottawa bureaus and it's 830 on a Friday night, you can pretty well consider your workday done and crack a few cold ones. Not this weekend. Quick brief from the PMO. Justin is holding a news conference in 15 minutes. Get to the the press gallery. What the fuck? Even I was shocked when I saw it. But it was great news when he announced the two Michaels had finally been released from Chinese custody and they are on their way back to Canada. I just want to say that it never, ever, ever should have come to this. And I don't know why it took so long to get these two Michaels released. And I get that there was another tie in there. Canada was holding Meng Wanzhou Uh, because she was wanted on an extradition request from the U.S. I still don't understand, A, how Canada got implicated in that. We have a treaty that we have an extradition agreement with the U.S., and if they request that we extradite someone that they're interested in, we're supposed to abide by our treaty and do that. That being the case, how did it take all those years 
to figure out this extradition request? Why didn't they just ship her down there right away or expedite this hearing? And how did China get away with kidnapping? Well, sorry, imprisoning two Canadians on trumped up charges. It's obvious that this was a prisoner swap. Or that's what it seems like to me. The fact that as soon as we let men go, boom, the two Michaels are on a plane back to Canada. It looks bad on China. And I don't like, are, are, is there going to be some sort of retaliation here? Or is it just okay to take two Canadian citizens who haven't done a thing wrong and imprison them until you get what you want? Oh, it was very frustrating. Very frustrating. Cat, the Buffalo Bills continue to be the most exciting team in sports. This might be our year. Josh Allen should probably be the next president of the United States. Cool. That's all I have to say about the Bills. Good. (laughs) Oh, the Bills Mafia is just... Buffalo might blow up this year. It's entirely possible that somebody inadvertently is going to do something stupid, like try and jump off Niagara Falls and go through a table, and they're going to take something out and blow up Buffalo (laughs) because they are that pumped up south of the border and i'm here for it you if we're on the while we're on the topic of sports and i'm happy for you as a bills fan that's great i've got i got no dog in the race i don't really care my husband's a big uh, tampa bay fan i think we've talked about that before so he was excited to watch the game yesterday and fine good they even though they lost they shit the bed but i posted that i was watching a leafs game i don't think that i've ever had this much negativity from leafs fans do you feel like Leafs fans are really starting to give up on the Leafs. Maybe, you know, we've had our hopes up so many times and, and every year we just repeat the same cycle. Like, Oh, we completely fucked ourselves last year, but Oh, this year will be better. And it's never better. We haven't won the cup in 50 years or something like that. I don't remember in any case. I mean, guys, you've got to put up or shut up here. And I hate to say it because I love them. I love the guys out there. From Matthews to Marner to Nylander to Tavares, and the list goes on. They have a fantastic team on paper that, for whatever reason, cannot seem to win a championship. And that's a problem. If you can't win with the best, then you got to blow it up and start over again. I think this is the last chance. The last chance for uh, Kyle Dubas. If they don't do anything this year... Mitch Marner's got to go. If they don't do anything this year, Nylander is going to be good trade bait. Tavares should probably wear it. He really should. And the list goes on. You're going to have to go to a complete and total rebuild. Even if you make it to the third round of the playoffs this year, you're going to have to look at making major changes if you don't win a cup this year, Toronto. And I know we're one game into the preseason, but this is a year where you got to put up or shut up. Kat, you're you're not crazy. I think a lot of people are mm-hmm. really going into this season cautiously. Yep. Yeah, I've been fans. hurt before. Yes, mm. that's the that's the majority of the responses I saw and I see it. I mean, I see it generally speaking. And the people all around me are Leafs fans mainly. So, I, I I heard it at the end of last season. I'm hearing it now and people are they're not as they're not as pumped up. They're not as excited because they're being cautious. I don't even think they're being optimistic, but I'll say they're being cautiously optimistic, if optimistic at all. I don't know. Two quick things I want to fit in. Number one, have you ever seen somebody who takes their job way too seriously? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I think we all know somebody who does. In this case, um, an 11 year old boy and his mom were at a haunted house over the weekend. It was in Ohio. And they were going through and somebody who was playing an actor or who was an actor playing a character in the haunted house that's supposed to jump out and scare you. 
decided he really wanted to do a good job. He wanted to ramp it up and scare the shit out of this little 11-year-old boy. He had a knife, and he started dragging it along the basement concrete floor. That'd be an eerie sound, wouldn't it? A knife dragging on concrete? Yes. And then as the kid got closer, he thought, I'm really going to freak this little bastard out. Watch this. And he started trying to, like, stab around the kid's feet. Kid couldn't see him, but he could feel that somebody was there. And there was. It was an actor playing a bad guy. Yeah, it went a little too far because as he was trying to stab around the kid's feet, he actually accidentally stabbed the kid in the foot. (gasps) He stabbed a kid at a fucking haunted house. Whoa, what? Okay, why the fuck did he have a real knife? Because he was taking his job too seriously? Is that why he had a real knife? I think he was taking his job too seriously. Who who, who has a real knife? What are you doing? That Mm -hmm. freaks me out. Now, the kid, this is a real testimonial for these particular footwear. Uh, He was wearing Crocs, and they credit the Crocs for probably saving the kid's toe. Apparently, the knife kind of diverted because it isn't going to go right through hard plastic like that or rubber or whatever the fuck a croc is made out of. So it just nicked his toe. There was some blood, but it's not like he lost it. Non-life-threatening injuries from being stabbed at a haunted house. (laughs) Thank you, Crocs. Okay. And finally, um, it's a suggestion from a group of feminists south of the border who say it is time to rebrand virginity. Hmm? They would like to rename it your sexual debut so that girls don't begin their sexual journey at a deficit feeling like they've lost or given something up. They say we have few modern rites of passage and the fact that this transition discovery is shrouded in shame has to change. It should be a celebration. Well, I'm all for the celebration. What, are we going to rent out a banquet hall and and put out a buffet because somebody got laid for the first time? First of all, sexual debut is very, it's a very blanket term. Like, I would assume a sexual debut could happen before the actual act of sex. You know, you're you're saying intercourse, intercourse. Yeah, specifically, yeah, there's probably some oral or something before that, that. I would think yeah, usually you warm up before you, you know, ride the. No, I don't know. I don't know what it's metaphor like you stretch to use. before you swim. Yeah. I mean, it's sexual. Deb- I would have because if I were to ask you, hey, what was your sexual debut? You would probably have another answer before sex. At least I would. I would say, oh, the sexual debut. I remember that that time. And it did not involve it did not involve that. So I don't like that. I would come up with something a little bit different. Why can't we just call it like, why can't we just call it sex? I mean, virginity, Papa Cherry was another one I never, I, did you ever like that? I never liked that. Papa Cherry is a gross one. It's so Sorry, gross. Sorry, but it is. I know, and I understand where it came from. <laughs> I get it. It's still gross. Eh, I, I, I'm trying to figure it out. Maybe I'm misreading the situation. Was there a negative connotation to virginity? I'm sacrificing something. I I, I know that they're looking at it through a female lens, and that's all well and good. I don't feel like when I had sex for the first time, I lost anything. I don't feel like, oh, I was a virgin, but I lost it. Like I lost my wallet or my keys. It doesn't feel like that. Totally. It's never a bad thing. And I'm just trying to think from a female perspective, because that's what this really is about, is losing your virginity. I I never really thought of it as a negative thing. Like, oh, I lost my virginity. I've never thought of that as negative saying it that way so i'm not sure where this comes from this seems like an overreach and a lot of overthinking to me 
What else could we change it to? They're talking about your sexual debut. What about like your intercourse inauguration or something? Like I like that. that. Maybe um, we should get T-shirts made since it's supposed to be a celebration and all. Like, yeah. uh, uh, I've renounced my V card. <laughs> your coitus, your coitus celebration, your uh, coitus coming out, uh, coitus or, coming or, out, or coming in, huh? Your coitus <laughs> coming in. Opening night. <laughs> Opening night or day. I mean, that could work either way. My vagina is open for business now. <laughs> Woohoo! Call the mayor. Cut the ribbon. It's open. Oh God! Cut the ribbon. Stop. <laughs> And now I don't want to think about the, the mayor. Grand opening. Nobody wants to think. Nobody wants to think about the mayor when they're fucking. You stop it. God. My pussy is pleased to meet you. Oh my god. Okay, you said the p word. We need to stop now. Oh shit! I said. Pussy. You know my rule. As soon as you I say know it, you hate the that podcast word. is over. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Have a good one. Tiger King 2 is coming to Netflix later this year. Come on, more Tiger King? I don't know whether they call it a sequel or a variant. (laughs) Nintendo just announced that the upcoming Super Mario Brothers movie, Chris Pratt, will do the voice of Mario. After the news came out, some people said Mario should be played by an Italian actor, to which Italians said, you know Mario isn't a real person, right? Uber Eats just introduced a new feature that lets customers use emojis to search for the food they want. It's the only time you can text an eggplant and actually wind up with an eggplant. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.